Remember that time when we put our phones on Do Not Disturb so we could record the podcast? You're listening to Swept Together, the story of a modern romance between two adventurers at home, at work, and on the road. We're your hosts, Christian and Annabelle. Join us as we explore the world and make our home together, wherever we end up. Because after all, home is... Where we'll marry the wrong person. Hello, and welcome to Swept Together, episode 68. We are, this is our last episode in Tampa. Yeah, before we're going to be we, leaving. This is our last weekend. Well, we might record one more episode here. I guess so. We normally record episodes on the weekend, but we won't be here next weekend because we're moving on to better things or other things. I don't know if it's better. <laughs> Bigger we'll be things, in, I we'll suppose. Be in, we'll be in Houston. We're going to Texas, so. Everything's bigger in Texas. So they say. Yeah. Hopefully the RV sites are bigger in Texas. <laughs> I hope so, too. <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about today? Um, today we're going to be talking about something that is not a very popular topic, um, about well, relationships, well. because... Um, it isn't popular in Hollywood, like the Hollywood version of what it means to be in a relationship. So um, we'll talk about my addiction to rom-coms. <laughs> and, um, you know, a lot of couples that we've talked to, they know this secret. and a Secret in air quotes. Yeah, and that's that, that they probably married the wrong person. And um, <gasps> But we'll tell you why <laughs> in a little bit. But before we get into that, the suspense, you can check out all of our previous episodes, including the episodes that we've done with interviews of awesome couples that we really look up to and admire by checking out Swept Together on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. We now have quite an archive of 67 or eight other episodes, including episode zero. Yeah. So that is lots of shows to catch up on. Yeah. And if you're listening on iTunes or your podcast app, uh, please rate us on iTunes. And if you don't know how to do that because you've never done that before, number one, go rate somebody and yeah, share rate the podcast us. Love. Number two, go to sweptogether.com slash share the love and there will be some instructions on there to guide you and help you along the way of your journey to your very first rating of <laughs> podcast. <laughs> wow, that's such an epic quest. Anyway, <laughs> we really love creating this show because selfishly, it gives us the opportunity to learn new things about what makes a relationship successful. And a lot of times, I mean, when we are looking for, okay, what what do you want to talk about on the show this week? It means that, like, we need to be staying actively engaged in our own relationship and learning and growing, uh, which, you know, of course, is, like, really great for us. Yeah, and then there's another way that you, like, on a daily basis, mm -hmm. find gratitude. What is that? Uh, well, so something that I've incorporated into my life every day, um, along with 
the sweep up and other things is the five minute journal. And if you haven't heard about the five minute journal, it's really it's an app. It's an right. Well, it comes it in app? a book. Oh, it's a form. book too. Yeah, you can get it in like an actual tangible journal. But I have the app. Um, because let's be honest, I spend a lot of time on my phone and so I really wanted something a that- A lot of time. <sighs> <laughs> Hashtag online business owner problems. But anyway, um, I wanted something that was low barrier to entry that I knew I would use every day. So I got the app. I think it's like $5. And I have the app and I've never really used it. Yeah. Maybe I've done it once. I'm really terrible at journaling. I really should do. Every time I journal, there is inevitably a journal entry that says, I'm really terrible at journal entries. <laughs> I should do this more. Well, I think, so I started it because I I was feeling kind of guilty about not documenting our trip enough or not like making notes about what we were doing and things like that. And I like the five-minute journal because it is so quick and I actually in the app you can choose which of the questions to have them show you so you can make it actually even smaller and the three minute journal it probably does take me three minutes so basically what the five minute journal is if you haven't heard of it is in the morning you write um three things that you're grateful for and then um, you can also, there's some other questions th about um, maybe three things you want to accomplish that day and a positive affirmation. So I, because I'm a recovering perfectionist, have decided to take out the achievement-oriented questions. And so I just do the gratitude and the affirmation in the morning. And then in the evening, I write three amazing things that happened that day. So sometimes we just sit in the RV because, you know, that's how life goes. And so my gratitude or my, you know, amazing things that happened are like, you know, I actually succeeded in taking a nap or whatever. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, kind of just this really short at the beginning and ending of my day that helps me focus on, you know, the good things that have happened. And what? Does this have to do with what our topic is for today? <laughs> well, we were trying to, we were talking about the show and what we wanted to talk about. And I found a newsletter from the company that makes 5-Minute Journal, Intelligent Change. And they shared a video called Why You Will Marry the Wrong Person. Yeah, and what I got from this article is... Um, it's an article that's attached to a like a TED talk almost. Not it wasn't a TED talk. I but, think the article came first, yeah, and yeah. then he ended up making the video. Right, and then so there was an article in New York Times by this guy named um, Alan Deboton. I really hope I'm saying that right, but I I don't know. I don't speak French. Anyway, so Alan, um, he said. The the name of the article or the name of the talk was why you're you'll end up marrying the wrong person, mm -hmm. um, which we'll link to in the show notes, of course, um, like we do every week. Yeah. But um, essentially, what it comes down to is he says that we are going to marry the um, we're going to make mistakes in love because 
you know, of the, the, like the popular mantra of follow your heart, you know, like everybody's like, Oh, you gotta just follow your heart, use your gut. And, you know, you'll find true love and happiness. And like, you know, someday your prince will come <laughs> um, if you follow your heart. But that's not necessarily what, what he argues. And I, I, he makes a really, really good argument. Um, yeah, that, the video is a lot less depressing than you think it's going to yeah. be by the title. <laughs> and it's actually, it's actually very well done. It's very well presented. It's funny. Um, he says that a lot of industries are designed to inflate our expectations of love. Um, Hollywood being one of them. I said that I was a rom-com like junkie. I, I love, you know, like How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. which is like one of my all-time favorite shows. Actually, like my the only show that I really have watched in its entirety from like season one to season nine. I can probably, you know, name most of all of the shows um, of that whole entire um tv episode or tv series yeah because i didn't start watching it right at the beginning but i caught up quickly and like i loved it (laughs) i kind of like when i was in a dark place that's what where i turned to (laughs) because ted and i he's like my spirit animal (laughs) other than the bald eagle i could see that yeah and like i also really love love actually Mm -hmm. you know i don't know why i hope people don't judge me for this but I love those two kinds of, you know, I mean, the, I, I like them just because they're like romantic yeah. comedies. They make me laugh. But other, what other industries well, inflate I mean, I think, our idea of love? I think social media is a big one. I mean, we talked yeah. about this recently just because of Valentine's Day. Um, You know, a lot of people see what others post about their relationships on social media and think why isn't my relationship that perfect when really like people are just posting their highlight reels on social media and a lot of times we forget that um right and so and a lot of times they post their highlight reel because that's the only thing that they can post at the time you know i mean what you you were saying the other day about um facebook showed me a time hop um, or, you know, like a three years ago on, or like this five day years and, ago on this day. Yeah. I don't remember how, what the date was, but it was a, a previous Valentine's Day post that I had made to, you know, somebody that I was in a relationship with and had said, you know, oh, like the typical sappy Valentine's Day post. And I thought back to what my life was like at that time. And it was actually, like, that post was totally a cover. Like, in my life, that post was me trying to make it seem like everything was okay. And When we in got, reality? Right. When in reality, it was not okay. And, um, you know, we ended up getting in a huge fight, like, that day and all this stuff, you know. And so it was, it was me putting something pretty out there on social media because, you know, I had an image or I had a... I wanted... It was what you thought you should be right or or i wanted to make myself believe that things were better than they were you know i mean there's a whole host of reasons why people do that but right um you know it just goes to show that like not everything you see on social media that you're comparing your life to is real or even if it's real it might just be 
a percentage of a person's life as opposed to, you know, it's 100% perfect all the time. Yeah. And then so that inflates our expectations of love. Mm -hmm. So do social and like family pressures where they want, you know, a certain thing for you, probably with good intent. But, you know, you end up having this like inflated idea of what love really is because of because of that um but you know there's this idea to this um idea of the one you know there's all that's that's a very of course very like popular idea that there is a a one out there for you mm-hmm. and this guy the button the baton i don't know how to <laughs> say that alan i'm just gonna call him alan okay. alan the um the the person that was talking about the, the author yeah. the author of this article he said what we'll usually will will we'll end up with is really somebody who's good enough and they're not the one that you know we kind of have in our heads or in, <laughs> in our minds what we think we're going to end up with you know if we look hard and look long enough we'll find the one but really, we're going to end up with the good enough. And we talked about this in um, in Aziz and when we, I think in the episode we talked about Aziz and Sari when we were reading Modern Romance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, just that like in online dating, I mean, there's so many like, you know, you get matched with somebody and then you're like, okay, well, this person, maybe I'm a, I'm a, you know, 76% match with them. But like, what if there's a person out there who's like an 82% match? Or what if there's a person out there who's like a 97% match? Why would I go on a date with this person who's a 75% match when there could be a 97% match? This is also a premise of a How I Met Your Mother episode. Yes. <laughs> um, and we, you know, we live in this culture now where like everything's given you know, a rating or a review, you know, when we're trying to find a coffee shop or a restaurant in a new town, we go, you know, immediately to go to or, Yelp and yeah. or like Google or Maps. Google, and we're trying to find a place and we're like, oh, this place, you know, only has six reviews Three and a half stars. or whatever. And, um, you know, so we end up going to places that are trying to find places that have high reviews, but like, yeah, and we'll go, we'll go completely out of our way sometimes to do that when you know right down the street could be an adequate coffee shop or an adequate you know Thai place for dinner Mm -hmm. but man we just have to have the five star review with like two or three hundred instagram post man right the two (laughs) or three hundred you know reviews um on there so we will go to that one instead of like the mom and pop we were just talking about this when we, when we were talking about this like two or three weeks ago, right? When we actually went to a Thai place and I brought it up and I was like, hey, eventually I think some people or like because of the way review systems work, you know, the ones that have the most reviews are going to survive. And the ones that don't have any reviews, they won't survive at all because they don't have reviews. Or they'll have to do something to get all of those reviews. Yeah. Because if people continue to only go to places that have good reviews, 
then there can't possibly be you know a way for people that don't have reviews or like new people mm-hmm. to get exposure or even people in the to get people in the door right so um yeah and i think too it's in you know we we set up these expectations of who our partner is going to be um in i was laughing yesterday i don't know if you overheard this conversation we were in line for space mountain at magic Magic Kingdom. kingdom and there were these three girls in front of us they were probably what like 16 Oh yeah, the ones that were in front of us, and then somehow they be- they were behind us. Yeah, because they were slow <laughs> at scanning their fast passes. But anyway, these girls they they were you know teenagers. Yeah, for they sure. were in high school or something. Right, they could m- maybe have been like just graduated from high school. But anyway, they were young kids, and um. They were like, oh, well, my type, like, he has oh, yeah, to be, I heard, he yeah. has to be over six feet tall and he has to be into sports because I'm into sports. And he, like, and I was just sitting there being like, oh my goodness. Like, and I, like, I wasn't judging them because I did the exact same thing when right. I was 18 or we made, 16. We made, we all made our, you know, checklist of things. Right. This you person know, is going to be, you know, they're going to have this characteristic and this characteristic and they're going to be really, you know, like you just have this list in your head of like, okay, they're going to be all these things. And like, I mean, if I had stuck religiously to my list, I wouldn't have even considered seen your profile (laughs) because I, I mean, we talked about this in episode zero but I had capped my age limit at 35 and you were 36. Right. And so you were you wouldn't have even ever showed up on Your, my yeah. profile um except so un- that you until I bought right. your profile. <laughs> exactly. And then it showed up on mine. So it's one of those things where like because I said, "Okay, this is, you know, no older than 35." I could have missed out on meeting you right which of course would be a giant bummer and you no one would be listening to this podcast right now right (laughs) you guys would literally not be listening to us on the show (laughs) had it not been for me buying annabelle's profile yeah and me being willing to (laughs) you're welcome world go outside of go outside of my my quote-unquote checklist of what i thought you know the the ideal person would be for me. Yeah. And because of the power of the internet and what it means to have literally thousands of, you know, profiles in your in your pocket to to be able to choose from. <laughs> we now have this mentality like, oh, the next best if the if this person that you just had a date with or whatever has one tiny little flaw, you could just be like, well, I could find another person because literally my inbox is full of people who want to go on a date. And if this person has one, you know, too short, too tall, too thin, too fat, whatever, too not enough things, Mm -hmm. um, you you could be missing out. Like I was too old, one year too old for you and you would have missed out on, you know, me. 
and so would I. I would have missed out on being able to meet you. And I think one of the things that we we do terribly is be really introspective about ourselves because we don't bother trying to you know figure ourselves out because we have so many distractions um and it's like this is what uh, alan in his talk says too is that there's so much distraction or we have the ability to be distracted at any day mm-hmm. or at any point of, of the day and we choose to do that rather than spending time in our you know talking to ourselves and figuring ourselves out before bringing someone else into um, our lives. We think that some external thing person. or person is going to come into our lives yeah. and fix everything. Right. Or like, like if I were just yeah. with the perfect person, then I would never have a problem in a relationship, which of course is silly because you're not perfect. And so you would just mess it up. Right. And then also, <laughs> I mean, it's true. And we also use things that way as well. And so we mm-hmm. use relationships in the same way as, you know, oh, if we buy the, you know, that fancy new car or, you know, the the giant flat screen, whatever TV, then it'll be awesome, you know, or the nice, awesome house, whatever it is, or clothes. That's what we fill our lives with. And or even experiences like going on a vacation or like if I just have this experience or I just do this thing, like, yeah. that'll validate me. Right. And so what we don't do is to look inside ourselves. One thing I'm reminded of we the, the other day, yesterday, two days ago, whatever, <laughs> we had a movie night at our house in Gulliver. And one of the things that I loved watching as a as a kid was the never ending story. That's probably one of my favorite never ending story. <laughs> it's one of my favorite. Yes, that's exactly right. That's, we, one of my favorite movies as a kid was the never ending story. And when I watched it as an adult, I somehow like saw some metaphors or maybe I was just making up metaphors or whatever anyway, but I saw metaphors in that story. You know, there's a scene in, in the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, there's a scene where the hero, Atreyu, he's looking for the answer to um, how to save his world, Fantasia. And he travels like 10,000 miles um, to this this place. To Hashtag spoiler alert. Sorry. spoiler alert yes if you haven't seen this movie from the 80s (laughs) well anyway there's this thing called the southern oracle and the southern oracle knows everything and so he travels like 10,000 miles to get to the southern oracle and but you can't just go to the southern oracle and just be like hey how do you not simply walk (laughs) to the southern Southern oracle Oracle. (laughs) so you have to go through like these what these two gates. And these two gates involve, you know, death or looking at yourself. So the the first gate, you know, you have to be confident. If you don't you're not confident, then these like these other um these statues open their eyes and they like zap you 
with like laser beams or whatever and kill you they they show a part of the movie that does that you know there's a knight in shining armor and then you know the atreus friend is like oh this guy looks fancy but he if he doesn't have confidence then he's not gonna make it through you know that's a metaphor if Mm -hmm. you like people that look like they have everything and etc and um but they're really on the inside they don't have any confidence in themselves and so this knight goes through and basically dies because he really didn't have confidence in himself atreyu makes it through that right Mm -hmm. and then he gets to the second gate and then the second gate the the friend he's like you know the friend who's a scientist and knows everything about the southern oracle except he's never been there he goes the second gate is even more dangerous because it's the magic mirror and what the magic mirror is you have to look it shows you your true self mm-hmm. and if you get shown your true self some people run screaming you know because they can't handle it that's like what we we're just talking about is you know being introspective and figuring out your true self because you know sometimes maybe your true self is like not all that great <laughs> and what yeah. you're doing is you're like putting all these distractions in your life because you don't want to deal with your true self right we reality, all have things about ourselves that are awesome and then we all have things about ourselves that we try to avoid right um because they're you know things that we're maybe not proud of or that we're, we're still working on or and until you know your self you cannot properly relate to another person mm-hmm. and i think that's that's a lot of people do that is they bring somebody else in prematurely thinking that that's what is going to help you know right so what does brene brown say about all of this <laughs> We also watched the vulnerability thing. I mean, we've seen it several times before, but it's really great. And it ties into what we're talking about. Yeah, which is that in order for you to be able to connect with another person, you have to really allow yourself to be seen. Right. Um, and like really seen. You right. Know? For who, whoever you are, right. however you are. Right. There's a lot of like honesty and vulnerability that has to happen in order to have a good relationship. I mean, we've had tons of conversations over the, you know, the years of being together where, you know, we're both kind of like uncomfortable in some ways because, I mean, not because we trust each other. It's not like a painful discomfort, but it's like a, okay, I'm about to show this person something about myself that maybe you know i'm not sure how they're gonna react to it right and And sometimes it's not pretty right and sometimes it's you know not something that we normally would tell anybody right i've said i think i've said you know more than in on more than one occasion like i've never said this to you or to anybody right before Yeah. And so that's like a really scary place to be because, you know, you're you're exposing those those past hurts or current hurts or, um, you know, 
all those parts of yourself that you try to hide and cover up when you're out in public, you know, you're showing them to another person and then being like, oh, God, I hope this person still likes me after this or I hope they still <laughs> I hope they still want to hang out with me. Or even this this uh, show. Every time you're you always say that you have like a vulnerability hangover. Yeah. Because, you know, we're burying ourselves to whoever is listening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we haven't done the work within ourselves, then to know ourselves, then we can't really truly be vulnerable, right? Because right. How, how are you, you going to show somebody your true self if you don't know that on your own? Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a, you know, people will be able to see, you know, make judgments about you. You also have to be able to articulate that too. Right, exactly. I think something that, I've really discovered about, um, you know, our relationship or had to discover um, and have really been able to like actually walk out in this relationship better than any relationship that I've been in before is that like, you know, in in this video, they um, he says that Alan, Alan says <laughs> that, um, you know, to to love somebody is to like be able to be a good teacher yeah and so there's a lot of times where i'm upset and um i say a lot but you know over the course of of us being together there are times where i've been upset and you've said to me what's wrong or what do you need from me and i have to be able to articulate okay what am i feeling what am i experiencing um, what can I communicate to you about what I need, what I do actually need from you? Um, and that's something that's hard because of course, I think the tendency is to just be like, well, you, you love me. Like, you know me better than anyone else in the world. You should just know. Right. What you, I, I should need. just know wordlessly you and be able to, you know, react to however you're feeling. Mm-hmm. without you having to say it which is would is really unfair to anybody you know like right. if if you're expecting something without being able to articulate it and sometimes we get lucky <laughs> um you know and yeah sometimes i'm like do you need a snack <laughs> and then you're like yeah <laughs> and so I'll yeah get a snack and i think for the you. longer you're with somebody the you know the better you get to know them but we're always changing you know it's like getting to know your partner is like they're they're a moving target you know because we as people are always kind of adapting and changing and learning and growing and evolving yeah um and so once you like figure somebody out they might you know change their preferences or change their you know feelings or whatever so um you know being a good teacher of yourself like knowing yourself enough to teach someone else how to treat you or how to um, how to love you the way that you need is like an essential tool in relationships and one that's not really talked about no. that much. You know, there's a lot of like talk about, okay, learn how to learn how to love your partner, learn how to you know, serve your partner or take care of them or yeah. whatever. Um, 
but not a lot of emphasis on like, okay, you need to actually be able to communicate. You as the partner. You as the partner yeah. need to be able to communicate like, hey, um, you know. Things, this is how you do that. This is, Right. This is what I need from you when I'm stressed out or this is what communicates love to me or this is what makes me feel seen and understood when, you know, we have a fight and... I need an apology or whatever, you know, and those yeah. are things we've talked about on the show before. Um, being able to communicate that to your partner and say, hey, like, this is what I need from you. And and teaching them how to do that in a way that doesn't make them feel um, degraded for not knowing. Can like, I can I give an example? Sure. Uh, recently. So recently you taught um, a small workshop for photographers and taught them videography and also taught them a little bit about you know what you do as a video editor mm -hmm. and that was a couple of weeks ago and i remember driving home and then you were like so what did you think or how do you think i did and then so i started rattling off all these things i was like i think you could have done this and this a little bit better and this way and that way and in my mind you know i'm like these are the things you could have Prove on constructive yeah yeah he wasn't mean you you weren't yeah, right. mean it, you were just telling me the, yeah yeah but then really and then and then after i said all those things you're like okay well what did i do well and i think what you wanted me to do is lead off with that instead of leading off with the other things mm -hmm. i mean for me if i was like you know if you were observing me in whatever capacity and i asked you for feedback i would for me, I would want to know these are the things that, you know, that you didn't do right or whatever. And mm -hmm. then so do it differently next time or do it this way next time. And I'll be right. like, all right, cool. I'll do it like that. Right. That's how I would want to receive feedback. Because mm -hmm. like, uh, I mean, I have enough, you know, either confidence <laughs> or, you know, just... Yeah, you're also not a words of affirmation person. So <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't gonna say I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna say like I, I just I'm full of myself <laughs> enough to be like, Yeah, I know what I did right. Tell me what I didn't do right so that I can make those things right too. And then I don't have to think about those things that I'm doing right. But but I think what you are looking for first is what did you do right? Tell you all the good things up front. And then later, you'll be open to hearing what did you what could you do better for the next time. Mm -hmm. And then we did another next time. There was another workshop which you did today, right? And you did really well because Thanks. you know there was a lot of engagement, a lot of you know good conversation that you and you went around to people and you talked to them and you you know gave them advice, and a lot of it was different. Uh, they didn't know because they're f from the photography world. Mm -hmm. So they didn't, they didn't know the videography side. Right. You know, I told you all those things that you did well. And then I was like, and then I heard you say this one thing that you could probably expand on this upfront. Right. And then, so I learned from the last time because you taught me how to talk to you. Right. Or give you feedback in the way that you prefer to get feedback right and you know we had that conversation it wasn't like I 
yelled at you and was like, you idiot. No, no. I mean, you didn't say <laughs> Don't that. talk to you me You didn't like, say that. Don't you, talk to me that way. You just said, what did I do right? And you said it, you know, you know, you kind of said it in a, in a tone that I could just tell, like, I, I wish you would have told me this beforehand. Right. Like, you, you, like I wish you would have led off with this. And right. so in my mind, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll stick that away in my brain. So then the next time that you ask for feedback, I'll lead with the good stuff first and then, you know, trail with the cr- constructive criticism. Damn it. Why can't I say that? <laughs> constructive criticism. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a perfect example of just how we, you know, we think that the way that we do things is maybe like, and we just default. You, I think I was just projecting on you. Right. Because, like, that's how I think. Oh, that's how I would want feedback. So obviously you wouldn't want feedback the same way I do because I'm perfect. <laughs> you know, so that's, I mean, I think that's what a lot of people, that's how a lot of people operate. Mm-hmm. I know I operate that way. I mean, that's just, I think, nature maybe. Right, it's, uh, yeah. I perceive the world in one way, so you must perceive the world in the same way as I do. And that's where we get into trouble. Right, assuming and and believing that if you really love me you know you, you would just, would just know. know and right. of course that's that's not the case um you know that's a, giving somebody maybe too much responsibility for knowing to know yeah to know everything about you when you are like a complex individual other person and you know i've only been in your life and known your life about your life for a very small fraction of the time that you've been alive. Yeah. Like not even 10% yet. <laughs> and and really at the heart of the matter is that we all want and need love from each other, especially our our partners in life. Mhm. And so with that, do you want to Talk about the things that made you feel loved today. Sure. We could do the sweep up. What made you feel loved today? Oh, you beat me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what made me feel loved? Um, it's funny because I was that you shared that story because that was what I was going to say was that it made me feel oh, really, really? <laughs> it made me feel really loved that you today when you know we got in the car after the workshop um you know I asked you so how did it you know how do you think it went and you had like some really nice things to say about the you know how I did and you know you also gave me feedback but it it meant a lot to me that you um, supported me in that way. Um, and the fact that, you know, I I do these things and I sometimes get nervous uh, putting myself out there. And, like, just having you with me is, like, a little confidence boost because I know there's somebody there who's, like, you know, believes in me and knows that I'm capable. So... Uh, that made me feel really loved. You're welcome, babe. What made you feel loved today? Hmm. Well, what made me feel loved 
today was well I, can i do one from last night because we were at the magic kingdom sure we were at the magic kingdom last night and we stayed later to watch uh what what is it called once happily ever the after fireworks the fireworks show. the fireworks thing in front of the castle and i'd never seen the fireworks thing in front of the castle at magic kingdom we've seen it like away you know because you can see the fireworks from wherever you're at but i've never been like right at the front of the castle yeah and i didn't know this but the you know um the castle they they like really do it up they make the castle into a screen i don't know if you uh, if you guys have ever seen this but it's awesome yeah it's really impressive like they, it's really they stepped up their like light show <laughs> game like i'm really impressed and i'm not one to be impressed with theme parks and amusement parks but i really <laughs> was anyway so we were walking by the castle and people were like l- already lining up you know like an hour beforehand they weren't lining up they were already like sitting down and you know taking their, out their spots staking out their spots right and i was like can we stop and watch this thing or like get a good seat because i've never seen this before and you were like we we're on our way to a, another ride but you know you were like yeah sure let's just do that and then we for for a good majority of the time we were standing because you know they told us to get up off the ground and stand and get more people in they sardined us yeah they sardined us and it was it was well worth it it was super worth it and i really enjoyed that time you know with you just looking at the production that uh, disney did and you know it was really enjoyable and i really appreciated that you were like yeah let's just stay here and i knew you didn't want to i knew you wanted to keep going to the ride but like, I really wanted to, to be up front, like get some good spots. And you can only get good spots if you get there super early. Yeah. So that's what made me feel loved. You're welcome, sweetheart. And what about you guys? What made you feel loved today or this week? Let us know in our show notes. Let us know what you think of our show today. Did show you us marry the wrong person? <laughs> yeah. Or, you know. It's okay to have somebody that is good enough as long as, you know, you can, like, work with what you got. I mean, obviously, if they're, like, abusive, don't, like, run. Yeah. But, you know, if they're not and they're good enough, yeah, you'll probably be okay. Um, yeah. And as long so, as you're both committed to working on working on the relationship. Yeah. You can go a long way. And if you enjoyed this show... Share us with your friends, share us with your partner, your significant other. Let them know that they're good enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good thing. And then the show is good enough to to listen to. <laughs> um, subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. Oh my goodness. You can find us everywhere on social media at Swept Together. We like to hang out on Instagram. You can also find us on Facebook and twitter and you can leave us a review on itunes yeah because you know we like to know we're good enough too yeah by good enough we mean maybe five stars (laughs) (laughs) yeah we really appreciate all your support and your likes and your comments um we definitely um 
love seeing them on our you know on our show notes page um thank you so much and you guys until are the next best. time love you guys <laughs>